thanks, Mario. I wasted my childhood saving your... <laughs> Maybe you could drive down, Brandon, from Colorado. Yeah, yeah Brandon. You can bring some Coors Light with you. <laughs> you could take the silver bullet. Thank you, Jimmy Swales and Wikipedia. You cannot keep all of this video game gamery awesomeness. contained within 60 minutes. It's impossible. Welcome to the H2MMO Podcast. Video game reviews and more for the discerning video gamer. Hey everybody and welcome back to the H2MMO Podcast. This is episode 18. We're recording on Sunday, January 29th, 2012. I'm your host, Michael Bartok, and H2MMO.com is where we have video game reviews, MMO news, and more for your ears. Uh, joining us today, as always, is our co-host, Brandon in Colorado. Hello, everybody. It's cold. I bet. Up in the mountains. And we have Devin. Hey, everybody. It's warm where I'm at. Sucks to be you. That's very true. And we have a special guest today. Uh, we have uh, Capella from ChubbyGamer.com. Say hi, Capella. Hi, everyone. Now, Capella is currently at a tournament. You're at a video game tournament right now. I am at a video game tournament right now. It's in Tampa, and it's at a video game store called Sore Thumbs Video Games. And right now it's all fighters, so it's... Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom, Soul Calibur 4, and Tekken, as well as Street Fighter. Wow, that's okay. That's awesome. So, yeah. now, your site, uh, ChubbyGamer.com, you mostly do video game tournaments that are, are in and around Central Florida. Right. I try to focus around Tampa and the Orlando area. However, there are a lot of tournaments that are showing up in Jacksonville and in Miami as well that do want to be featured on the site. So I'm trying to do most of Florida, but definitely focusing on Tampa and Orlando. Okay. All right. That's fantastic. And then now we have like a regular gaming night on Monday night where we do League of Legends. And I heard you mention earlier before the show that uh, there were some local, there was a local League of Legends tournament. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, actually, the same location I'm at right now, which is Sore Thumbs Games, um, every Saturday night starting at 6 p.m., and it usually ends around 2 to 5 in the morning, depending on how many people show up. Wow. Um, they usually just do a big LAN party. However, they are trying to start tournaments here, uh, which will be ongoing. And if you have a group of people that you play League of Legends with and you want to challenge somebody, Sore Thumbs would be more than willing to actually host that tournament or challenge. Um, right now, the biggest rivalries between the USF VGC, which is a USF video game club, and the Elite Gamer Guild, which if you go on Facebook, you could find both of those pages. You could join them, or you could have your own group and compete against them. So that's what they're trying to start up here at Sore Thumbs. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, um, do you have? Uh, is there anything that's 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 coming up in the next? Uh few weeks or the next month or so that you'd, you'd want people to know about? Well, the main thing is Saturday nights is going to be League of Legends nights here at Sore Thumbs. Um, also on ChubbyGamer.com, there is a tournaments page. Anybody can go there. I update that almost every day. And there's fighter tournaments, shooter tournaments, as well as anything League of Legends related. Um, the biggest thing that is coming up is on February 25th. Uh, the Tampa Play and Trade is going to hold a Relay for Life. So overnight, all night long, um, there will be Street Fighter, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom, and Soul Calibur. All the money is going to go to American Cancer Society. So if you want to come out, feel like playing, or just donating, that is going to be great. It's going to be a really great event. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Maybe you could drive down, Brandon, from Colorado. Yeah, yeah Brandon? You can bring some Coors Light with you. <laughs> You could take the silver bullet. <laughs> Straight for the yeah. Rockies. There we go. All right. Well, um, Capella, is there, is there anything else? I, I'm not trying to rush you off. I just I know that no. you're at, at a tournament right now, and they're, they get quite excited. Yeah, it's getting pretty crazy over here. It just started at noon. I'm probably going to be here till like, midnight, so it's going to be pretty hectic. Um, there's really not any other events coming up. Really, just keep checking ChubbyGamer.com at the tournaments page, and I also post all events on Twitter at ChubbyGamerGirl. 
Cool. All right. And then the URL for the tournaments page, that's www.chubbygamer.com slash tournaments. Absolutely. Um, and the tournament that you're at right now, you've already got posted up there. Yeah, the tournament I have right now is the Soul Calibur UMBC and SS4. Right, and they're going from noon until, like, after 5? Um, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a really long tournament, and most of the fighter tournaments usually last 8 hours to 15 hours, depending. Mercy. Yeah. It's crazy thinking, like, it's, like, what, 5 minutes per match? Mm-hmm. You would think, um, but most of them are also double elimination, and it's best hey. two out of three, right? So there is a loser's bracket, which is good if you think you suck and you lose. It's not the end of the world. You have a chance to get back. That's where I would be. Yeah. In the loser's bracket. Oh, yes. <laughs> It'd be me and you going for, like, the bottom spot. I'm I'm much more of, like, a, you know, MMORPG, civ, you know, civilization kind of guy. Anything where you got to mash buttons fast, like, no, nah, not so much. Maybe that's why I suck at law. <laughs> you can't button mash and lol. You got like a minute cooldown. You can hit it as much as you want. It's not going any faster. Maybe I'm just slow. <laughs> just saying. Right. I'm, I'm sorry, Capella. You wanted to say one more thing? Oh, yeah. Um, if you are also into RTSs like StarCraft 2, they try to hold those nights the same time as LOL. So the more StarCraft 2 players that show up here, they're probably going to start a whole night just for them. And if there's anything that anybody wanted to hold, such as a tournament that they wanted to just set up themselves, Sore Thumbs would be more than happy to hold that event for you if you don't have all the screens and everything. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Okay, yeah. so um, where where is Sore Thumbs located? Sore Thumbs is on 56th Street. It's about a 15-minute drive south of University of South Florida. Okay. All right, well then tell you what, um, we'll get with you afterwards and we'll get uh, all of the information, the address for uh, Sword Thumbs and then all of the nights, uh, or I guess this every Saturday night they're doing this, right? Right, every Saturday night at 6. Okay, and then um, we'll take, and I know you're going to post that on your site and we'll post it on, on ours as well and then we'll see if we can't drum up uh, uh, some some more activity there for their Saturday night game night. Oh, absolutely, that sounds great. All right, well, um, anything else you have for us? I have nothing else. I know people are starting to give me dirty looks because I should start covering their event. But <laughs> <laughs> I think By all I means, could like... you give them the finger for me? <laughs> <laughs> well, we really want to thank you for um, for stopping by our podcast. Uh, we appreciate uh, any and all participation from the the greater gamer community at large. And then we're we're definitely going to see you again. Awesome! That sounds great. Can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Thank you. Bye, Take guys. It easy. Bye. Sweet, you could do any tournament you want. I'm totally gonna start a Sims tournament. Yes, <laughs> but but only the Facebook Sims. Only the Facebook Sims, exactly. Because that's Ooh. where the action's at. Okay, well that was very cool. So um, I'm looking at her site right now, the chubbygamer.com and the tournaments page, and she is very um, uh, hip and hot into this uh, this tournament thing. So. That's going to be very cool. And maybe we can get uh, some of the guys together. I, I wouldn't mind getting Bryce and Alex and uh, and Nick together. Oh, yeah. We could get a decent team going. With a couple of noobs, and we'll go over there and like, oh, we'll play. Yeah. <laughs> suck. And oh, hope, it's our, what's this League of Legends you're talking about? And hope and hope Bryce can carry the whole game. <laughs> With Moondale. I know. Like, hi, I'm Bryce. I've only played like 4,000 games. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And then, he, and then he eats the other team. Eats um, the f- ridiculous. That would be very cool. Don't be dropping those bombs. In I bet I forgot. I'm gonna bleep that. Uh, I will. I'm gonna bleep it. I'm gonna. You're gonna. You're, bleep, I'm getting bleeped. You're gonna get bleeped. I got bleeped. I'm gonna this actually. Uh, what I'll do in this segment is I'll just put in random bleeps. Oh, there you go. <laughs> And then every, everything will just be, it'll just be every other word, it'll just be a bleep. That would make it a very podcast. It would. It would. <laughs> All right, well, um, we definitely want to think. I know what games we're talking about. That's right. <laughs> bleep. Today we're going to talk about. <laughs>
we would definitely want to thank Capella for stopping by. That's very cool. And we're going to hear more from her. Um, and we're going to try to get in on some of these actions because Sore Thumbs is not that far away from Devin and I. Right. It, it wasn't that far away from Brandon until he moved to Colorado. Yes, yes. <laughs> the, evil, the evil Colorado, I know. We're going to have to get up there and visit at some point. What are we? What have we got? What are we going to talk about today? Like I know that I'm going to talk. Uh, a few months ago, um, we were invited to go take a look at Star Sonata Two, and I did. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. What are you guys? Are what have you guys got in store for us? What to have in store? What to have in store? Well, we have the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. That's one of the ones I'm one to review, mm-hmm. as well as Anon 2070. Uh huh. And Devin. Uh, I have been addicted to the game that takes forever and three years. It's called Disgaea 4, A Promise Unforgotten. So I'll be reviewing that, and then I will be reviewing, or talking about the new multiplayer for Mass Effect 3. Oh, okay. Ew, cool beans. All right, well then, who wants to who wants to take the first shot? Let's go ahead and, and get this done. I got stuff to do this afternoon. After you, Brandon. All right, let's talk about Anon 2070. Okay. Anon 2070. This game is a Civ Builder, but it's not like your Sim Civ Builders. In this game, basically, you're starting from this colonized ship. You go out and you colonize islands. It goes off and gives supplies. You go build up your islands. You start with little buildings. You expand out, and you got to, you know, as people say, they want to have houses. They want to have community centers. They want to have casinos, Ooh. alcohol, tea, coffee, whatever. You got to give them what they want, and as you give them that, they will advance in... Advanced in civilization, advanced in technology. Oh, okay. So wait, wait, wait. It's like what's the what's the name of that? Dawn of Discovery. Yes, it is like Dawn of Discovery. Did you ever play Dawn of Discovery? A little bit. I got it like on sale on Steam, and I played it for a while, and then I kind of quit because it gets so complex at the end, like towards the end of your supply chains. It is so ridiculously complex. And now, is this done by the same people? Ubisoft, the publisher. Uh, yeah, because it's it's Ubi.com. Yeah, it is Ubi. I wonder if it's done by the same people that made the other guys. It looks like it. Yeah, but this one is what's really good is like, like I said, you can as you start building for society, you know, you'll start getting new things that you can build and you can expand, and you have to move from island to island to island as you expand, and you need different resources to handle stuff, and you create your own trade supply chains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you create it right, or if you set it up, or you have other computer players, some of the players are pirates. They will randomly come over and attack you for no reason. They will destroy you. They will rape you just for the fun of it. Hmm. So my brother and I, we actually are playing this together. You can have up to eight people playing it at the same time. Oh, nice. That's cool. Exactly. So you can all play together, share resources. You can actually play on the same as the same person or same civilization and share the resources. That's cool. You can do it that way. You can have your own civilizations, your own people. Or you can be the jerk who pirates and... Exactly. The maps are massive. Okay, so is it a civilization building game or is it a city building game? It's a civilization building game. You start by building your cities, but as you expand out, your civilization evolves and grows. It doesn't like change by like APOC, mm-hmm. Stone Age to Bronze Age, whatever. It doesn't do that. It's a it's like a sim city, but it's you're building up a giant civilization for that city or for that group. Okay, I'm trying to find out because I'm looking at the websites now, and the website for, is it, it's okay, it's an, it's Anno, yeah, it's the same one, Anno. So that's the Latin for year, right? So yep. basically, it's it's Anno 2070, the year 2070, and Dawn of Discovery in the U.S. it was called Dawn of Discovery, but in other parts of the world it was called um, Anno 1404. Wow. And there was also an Anno 1701. Yeah. Okay, this is by the same people. Here it is. I got it right here. Oh, crazy. Thank you, Jimmy Swales and Wikipedia. It was published by Ubisoft, and it was developed by Related Designs and produced by Blue Byte. So, okay, Anno 1404 is the sequel to Anno 1701, and both of those were followed by Brandon's game, Anno 2070. Correct. So, And again, it is 2070, so this time they're playing in the future and not the past. But not too far in the future, so it's still realistic. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so it's... Well, if it's anything like Dawn of Discovery, Dawn of Discovery is like a city-building game, and you build multiple cities. And where I ran into issues 
you have to get a certain resource, and then that makes the citizens happier. And then those citizens, they graduate to another level of, you know, they go from, like, like peasants to, to, to merchants. Yes. And then they want different stuff. And then you keep increasing these supply chains. And then what I found at the end was I just I had these massive supply chains. And then where you had holes... I had these little colonies that were filling in the holes, and then they the little the little colonies couldn't keep up with the demand as I kept graduating people to the end game. It was really it's really complex. It's really complicated, but it's fun. Yeah, that's about right. That's how that's how it goes. That's yeah. why we, my brother and I, we took it and we started playing as the same same civilization. So he would take an island, I would take an island. Mm-hmm. We start building up the resources that our people's needed, and we start supply chains and protection routes, things like that. Okay, that's cool. All right, so let's see here. What where's Metacritic? So what are we looking at for? It's got an eighty-three, so it's a solid game. Hmm. It is. It is a long game. Do not plan just sit down and try this for like thirty seconds. You're not going to get it even touch the game. Now, what what platform are you playing this on? It is PC. I'm All playing right. it over Steam. And then okay, so uh, how much did you get it for on Steam? Uh this was forty-nine ninety-nine. I got it when it first came out. Okay. Now it's got an eighty-three for the critics. It's got a. It's got a. 6.9, so basically a 7, a 70% from the users. So some of the users are, well, no, that's tough. some of them are whinging a little bit. It's got six mixed reviews, nine negative reviews, but 31 positive reviews. Yeah. It, it is, so, like I said, it, it's, not a, it's not a fast It's not, not for everybody. Game. No, it's not for everyone. It is a game where you're going to sit down and you're going to play this for a couple hours straight. Okay, all right. Well, that sounds like something I'd be into. I'd have to, I'm going to have to look into that. All right, was there anything else you want to tell us about that one? Well, that's about it for, I don't know, I mean, like I said, it is multiplayer, so can you, you find more friends to play with. Are you just, you're playing on one flat map, or do, can you go to different worlds and stuff like that? It's one flat map, but the maps are so massive. Right. It's just, it's, they're ungodly. Okay. And not only do you have the island maps, you also can go underwater, and there's underwater islands you can use. Oh, that's oh crazy. really? Yes. That is nice. That's pretty sweet. Once you get to the, uh, the tech for the submarines. Mm-hmm. You can then go underwater and where you hire, you can harvest uranium, you know, oil, kelp, seaweed, stuff like that. You need it. All right. I might have to get that. That seems very cool. And I like the whole sci-fi vibe to it, too. Hmm. But I wonder I wonder if it's the same game, though, as, as Dawn of Discovery. It's got to be similar. Yeah, it's they're putting it in the same. Yeah, there's got to be something tied in with it. All right. That's very cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Keep us posted on that as to how that one's going. And that's that's your review. I'm going to talk about Star Sonata 2 for a second. Okay. Star Sonata 2 is an indie game. came out of uh, Star Sonata 1. It's basically just a, a top-down 2D space merchant and space fighter kind of game. And it's it's very reminiscent of the throwback to like some of the, the, the indie space games that I used to play back in like the, the early 2000s. It's got that feel, but of course it's got updated graphics. I, I spent... I don't know, a couple of weeks playing this game, and, and I got up to, oh gosh, I don't know, I was probably, last time I checked, like level 20 or so, and, and, and I saw people that were like level 200, so there's a, there's a lot of depth to this game. As far as an indie game goes, it's pretty good. You start out, and you've got a little spaceship, and then you've got to go somewhere to, you know, this space station, and then you get quests, and... The quest, uh, some of the sound effects and the way the quest text is delivered or whatever, is, um, it, it has a little older feel to it. And some of the sound effects are just straight up wonky. Like, <laughs> you know, you'll get like crazy, like, sproing. Like, you'll get noises like that in, in, your, in your space game. But it's, it's pretty cool. If you like micromanaging kind of the development of, of your ships and your, your, your skills and stuff like that, it's really pretty good, and there's uh, a trading metagame that goes on that as you get more developed, you can you can buy drone ships that go around and trade for you. Oh. And how powerful you are depends, like, your strength as a pilot and an engineer and all of this stuff determines, like, the actual size of a ship that you can have. So somebody that's been playing the game for a long time, and there are a, a, quite a few of those guys, they have these huge ships that'll be, like, six inches across on the screen. And I, I had this one little dinky stuff that was about as big as my, my pinky fingernail. So, yeah, size matters. And uh, it it's it's free. The graphics are really good. The The bed music is really good. They probably need to develop 
the number and types of weapons and the damage outputs and stuff, there there are a few places where I felt like I kind of got stuck. So they do need to work like on the flow of their game and the progression because it is basically just kind of a giant MMO in outer space. That's cool. And it's it's very interesting. This game has a lot of potential. You know, and like I said, if you like kind of like micromanaging your whole experience in outer space and and managing your skills and managing your ship and managing your ship's inventory and your ship's weapons, if you like that type of micromanagement stuff, and I tend to, then this game's going to appeal to you a lot more than it is uh, than it's going to appeal to one of the the ADD button mashing kitties. This is uh, uh it's a huge game. It's got a very large maps. Uh I didn't get to go everywhere, see anything, uh, or see everything. There was a lot of content that I didn't even touch just because I, as soon as I walked in, I got obliterated. So there's definitely it's, it's definitely progression-based. They do kind of need to work on their flow, but it, it's, as a game, I mean, I'm, I'd give it like a solid like like 75%, and that's only because of those 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 humps in the progression. If they can get that stuff kind of ironed out, and then they can kind of bring the, the whole the, the quest giving... The artwork is good, but there's no there's no voice in the game. Uh, maybe if they put a little bit of voice in the game and then they smoothed out those those speed bumps in the progression, then they'd have a really awesome game that they could like start uh, charging subscriptions for because it'd be it'd be really neat. And it's persistent, so I, I don't know. It, it's got a lot of potential. So I'm done. I'm getting off my soapbox. Oh, you can find out more about them at www.starsonata.com. And then www.starsonata2.com. That's starsonata, the number two.com. And that's it. I'm done. Devin? Yep. I guess it's my turn. All right. I've been playing lately, and I'm in about 60 hours worth a game called Disgaea 4, A Promise Unforgotten. Wow. And I'm not, I, I think I'm close to the end of the main story, but and anyone who's ever played a Disgaea game knows the main story is like kind of a side part of it. It's ridiculous how deep these games get. It's um and it's a throwback to like the old school RPGs and they like to break the fourth wall a lot. It's really cool. Perfect example. The main character, you know, vampires have kind of gotten big in pop culture lately. So they said, yeah, we'll throw in a vampire who refuses to drink blood. Everyone's doing it. So his whole thing is he doesn't like blood. He likes sardines. Nice. <laughs> so that's his whole joke. And they just love breaking the fourth wall in these games so much, and they kind of built it into the mythos of the series to break in, break the fourth wall mm-hmm. every now like every now and then you'll play characters or play against characters from like any of the other games. Games from different series will pop in. Nice. They're all considered overlords of different alternate universes, and you can actually force them to join your team. The Very level, sweet. yeah, the level cap on it's nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine, if I remember correctly. Nice. Wow. I'm on like level 70 for my main team. So yeah. <laughs> and they don't care about you whatsoever. There have been times where I'd just be like walking around a room and I just annoyed the hell out of one guy who was in the room. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to kick the crap out of you. And he's, he'll be level 5,000 and everyone else in the room will be level 5,000. And you just have to quit at that point. Just give it up. Nice. If now, you this- lose... Oh, go ahead. It's a JRPG, right? Yeah, it's an old school JRPG. So it's very, it's very cartoony. It's very, very final, early Final Fantasy. Yeah, old school, like anime style. Great artwork. They've mm-hmm. they've upgraded their artwork from like the original disguise a lot, mm-hmm. but still kept that feel to it. Like the pictures are a lot clearer, but you know they add they added a little bit of motion. But yeah, every, and they do have voice work, but everything's still written out for you. Like, you can actually read, they have descriptions of every single item, and they're just making fun of everything. Like, you can buy steam guns or laser cannons, and it's like a sword and sorcery kind of vibe. It's Mm -hmm. really funny. You can even have masked heroes on your team. Sweet. And, of course, everybody's favorite, the Prinnies, came back. The main character is actually a Prinny instructor, which, if you don't know about Prinnies, they're just, they're basically human souls stuffed into penguin bodies. Nice. And they use daggers as weapons, and if you throw them, they explode. Uh, the penguin. Uh, if you throw the penguins, they explode. Yes, you can throw your teammates in the game to give them better like advantage on the map. But uh-huh. if you throw any, they blow up. Oh, nice. It, now, what pl- platform is this on? This is on PlayStation Three. It they they've gone exclusively with the PlayStation and the PSP. Brandon yeah. suddenly lost interest. 
<laughs> oh, not a big PS3 fan? He's got an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well then. Okay, is there anything else you want to tell us about? This? Well, um, one, is is it worth buying? I I definitely buy it. I've bought all four of the other games, so yeah, mm-hmm. I'd buy it. They actually okay. added multiplayer to this game too, which is kind of, and they added it in a weird way. Item worlds, which is something that you do and that's a big thing in the series. Every th- item that you have has a randomly generated dungeon built into it. And what? Yeah, every single item you can level up your items and when you each level you go down in the dungeon makes that weapon more powerful. So you can have like your base weapons from the beginning of the game be more powerful than the ultimate armor and weapons, typically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And while you're in that world, random things will happen. Like pirates will come in and just invade. And you can, you know, take out the pirates. What they added with the multiplayer, you can make your own pirate crew and reverse pirate either in your world or go over to somebody else's game who's online at that time mm-hmm. and go pirate in one of their worlds if they're in the item world. Oh, wow. Just to annoy the hell out of them. That's crazy. Yeah, and as I said, it doesn't matter about the level cap. So you can go in there as pirates as like level sixteen, and if they're at like level nine thousand, good luck with that. That's that's crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay. Yes. Well, that's that's very cool. If you're a fan of old school JRPGs. This is definitely a game to go for. All right, sweet. Well, what have we got that's upcoming? That what are we looking forward to? Well, actually, before we get to that. Uh-huh. Game I want to talk about real fast. Oh, that's right. You wanted to talk about the Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. Now, last time you were saying that you hadn't gotten it, but you were really looking forward to it, and you'd done a lot of reading on it. And so, I'm assuming that now you've got it. Yes, I have it. I've had a couple weeks to play it. Uh huh. It is so to begin with. It's Wii system only. Uh huh. It's, yeah, it's a Nintendo classic. So in this one, they finally did what everyone wanted. They have made a relationship interest with Zelda and Link. So they gave all the fannies that love interest that everyone's always wanted. Because like, okay. they never they never had it before? Not so much as this, where it's actually you know, real visible and straight on and said, hey, yeah, I like you, whatever. We're boyfriend and girlfriend. Close. <laughs> they really haven't said that, but there is a definite interest there. Because, okay. yeah, Link never gets any love. You kind of feel bad for him at some point. Exactly. Saves it's her like, like 800 games into the series, and she won't even like give him a peck on the cheek. Really? How many times do I have to save you? Wow. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, a, after saving the damsel, he's not getting anything. There's a, there's a t-shirt that's floating around somewhere that says, Thanks, Mario. I wasted my entire childhood saving um, your woman. Except they didn't say woman. They used a different word. One that we will not use here. <laughs> Well, actually, we could say it. I'll just bleep it out. It says, thanks, Mario. I wasted my childhood saving your... <laughs> I know, it's funny, but the, the audience isn't going to hear it. All they're going to hear is, like, saving your... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I broke the fourth wall. It's everywhere. Oh, no. We're not just talking in, like, a vacuum just for the sake of it. There are people <laughs> listening. I'm oh, up... no, I've become incredibly self-conscious. I'm up inside your ears. And, and I didn't wash my hands. <laughs> back to the game. Okay. So, so far, the game so far, you have the initial island you start on, which is in the sky. And this is where you're, you know, you're born, raised, where Zelda is. And to get around, there's actually other floating islands up there with you. To get around, you actually have birds you fly on. So you do a charge and jump off the side of the island. And you call your bird and he comes and picks you up and you can fly him around. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens, though, is that as the game progresses, you find an icon that opens up a path down to the mainland, down to the actual planet below. Mm-hmm. Because normally you actually can't cross through the clouds. Okay. You just so can't. The, the clouds separate the floating islands from the from ground yes. level. Yes. And the story behind that is, which is part of the storyline, is that in the beginning, there like many, many thousands of years ago, there was a war going on between the demons and the goddesses. And they were fighting on the on the actual planet. Well, what happened was that she brought her people together where her power, onto her island where her power was, and she lifted it and raised it off the ground up into the sky and hit it so no one could get to it. Uh... And then she separated the island from the rest of the world. Okay. But what happens nope. is that as you're going through the game, a evil wakes up and, well, Zelda gets kidnapped. Of course. Uh, of course. 
Someone needs to get her a can of mace or something. I know. You'd think she would be good at this by now. Like, oh, Seriously. I'm coming to kidnap you. Oh, no, I've done this eight times. I know I what to do now. I got a panic room. Oh, the, the thing that kidnapped her, I don't think a little can of mace would work. It's kind of big. <laughs> Two cans of mace. Bear mace. Give <laughs> her a shotgun. I want to see a B.A. Zelda just handle business. <laughs> no, I'm going to come to save you this time. You're not in danger. Here, go find yourself a place to hide, and I'll go rescue you. <laughs> so, as you go down, as you find the first uh, access token to get let you down onto the mainland, you go down, and on the mainland you have uh, little statues you got to find that let you save. Let you they'll let you fly back up to the uh, sky area. You can use them and come back down at different points on the stage. So it's real nice. You don't have to restart the map all over and run back through it to get where you want to be. You can pick your points you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's real nice. Now the controls. This is the interesting thing. It uses Motion Plus. So you got to have a Motion Plus control. Mm-hmm. Use the nunchuck. You have the Wii control. The Wii control, as you swing, whatever you swing, you swing from upright to bottom left. You're going to do a, a cross cut. Reverse, you can do left to right. You can swing the, the uh, control up and do a straight up slice. So there's a lot of things you do. In the actual nunchuck, you punch it forward. If you have a shield, it's going to pull out your shield and block with it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So it is pretty nice. Some of the things makes the game a little more complicated mm-hmm. is your shields have a durability bar to them. If they are used too often for the wrong type of defense, they're going to break. That's not cool. That's not cool at all. And they're cheap. They're, what is it? It was 20 bucks for the first shield, 100 bucks for the next metal shield. 100 rupees. Still. Now, is the what was the first Zelda game that they released on the Wii? That was... It was the one after Wind Wakers, right? Yeah, it which was, was it? Oh, man. I don't oh, know. Uh, it wasn't Ocarina of Time, was it? No, no, no. No, no, no. no. That was on... Although, oh, good. No, that the Ocarina of Time was on the 64. Okay, so... But they did port it over to the Wii. I don't know. Oh, but yes. When the Wii released, it had one Zelda game with it. That was their flagship release game. And right. I can't remember the name of it. Now, are the controls or the motion controls better on this one than they were on that one? They are better. You're... And it was Twilight Princess was the first one. There you go. There you go. Now, Fun fact about that one, they had to mirror the entire game around. Yep. So if you were on the GameCube and you got it, like when you would go left on the Wii, you would have to go right. Huh? Yeah, well, there's actually a logic behind that. See, in like old school Link Zelda games, Link was left-handed. And in the real world, most people are unfortunately right-handed. Uh-huh. So to make it work, they had to flip the entire world around. And Weird. It is. I never realized he was left-handed. Yeah. But I think a friend of mine who was... Even back know, on the 64, he had the sword in his left hand. He shot yep. from the left side. Wow. Yep. And now you know. G.I. Joe. Oh, I was so, hoping for, like, the reading rainbow oh, like, thing to pop up. <laughs> oh, wow. Something so, like that. The controls, it depends on your sensor. If you got the sensor set up nice and far back and you got the distance to move where it can read you nice, the controls are great. They're real responsive. They're easy to move. If you're going to be sitting up close, I mean close, like within five feet of your sensor, yeah, no. You're going to have some problems. Ooh. You're going to get to the point where you're going to pick up a bomb flower you have two options. You can chuck it overhand, you know, just take the uh, Wii control and fling it forward, and it throws the bomb. Or, this is where it becomes a problem, you take it and point it to the ground like you're bowling, like you're doing bowling, and you mm-hmm. roll it. <laughs> if you're too close, it can't see that you're swinging down. And uh, the bomb blows up in your hands. Nice. Ooh. And you can only do that twice, and then they call you Stumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I caught Brandon a little flat-footed with that one. What's wrong, Brandon? Can't have a little differently enabled humor this morning? Wow, uh, that's interesting. Or this morning, this afternoon. Uh. But the overall game so far, it's, it's fun. I've only made it to the second dungeon just mm-hmm. now. It takes a while to get to the dungeon. You have to do a lot of things in the outer world just to gain access to the dungeon. You can't just go, oh, look, here's dungeon. I'm going to walk inside. It doesn't work like that anymore. You've got to actually go find the key parts to unlock the doors to get in there. Attunements, yeah. That's that's went, busy work in MMOs, yeah. like attuning yourself to dungeons. Yep. 
So they do that. But there's a lot of neat little things they've built into the stages where you can do stuff. Swing from vines. You can uh, slide down desert sand dunes and <laughs> go skiing. Nice. Yeah, it's it's really a fun game so far. I'm, you said you had a couple weeks that you were playing it. What level's your dude? Level? It doesn't have levels, but he's got, what, nine oh. hearts now? Oh, it doesn't. Okay, okay. Now, how many you start out with? Three, right? Six. Six? Oh, okay. All right, Eight. and then, well, what would you give it overall? Well, I've always been a big Zelda fan, so I'm going to say, personally, I'm like a, a 9 to a 9.5. Uh-huh. Just because I love Zelda games. Okay. All right. Um, overall, like I said, it depends on how your room is set up to play the game. If you're up close, well, you're going to have a hard, very hard time. Your rating is going to go down. If you've got some good distance where the controller can see you, or the sensor can see you good, you're going to have a nice, enjoyable time playing the game. It's real responsive to your movements, so it's real nice. Okay, well, good. All right, sounds good. So that we've got some... So Star Sonata 2, that's free to play. Um, you can go and you can check that out. That's a solid game. Uh, it's got a lot of potential, and, and the, the guys that are that, that make it are, are active. Like, they'll actually get on and listen and talk with the players. So that game's got a lot of potential. It's got a lot of forward momentum. Even if it may be not your thing right now, it, it, it might be in six months' time. So keep your eye on that. Cool. Anno 2070. If you like the whole Dawn of Discovery thing, then this is it in the future. Skyward Sword and Disgaea 4. So all of them, like, are good games. Yeah. All right. Well, sweet. That's a lot. That gives us a lot to chew on then. Well, what do we got? What's coming down the pipe? Coming down the pipe. Well, I'll start with mine. As mine actually comes out in two days. Yay. For those of you who have played it before on your Xboxes, Final Fantasy XIII 2. Ooh. Is this going to have dresses in it like 10-2 did? <laughs> What's the problem? You don't like the dress? I tried to play it. And I want to magically like... cosplay in the entire game. This yeah. won't get annoying after 15 hours. It's like Final Fantasy meets Barbie. <laughs> Just because Just you don't like my Barbies. Tell, tell me they do something different in 13-2 than make you walk down that long corridor. Yes, this time you actually get to walk down the long corridor in multiple times. And you, time, you time jump in this one. Oh, nice. So they have played it in a lot of chronological theory into the game. Where you actually have a Mog that flies with you and oh, you can use him to time jump. He can do time little time riff opens in the area that you are where you can find hidden items. So uh, let me get this straight. They're going to figure out a way to make the storyline more convoluted than it already was. Sure. As you're oh, walking great. down a highway. Ugh. <laughs> well, the original, once you, get out of the high, once you got out of the 13, you got to the main world. It was massive uh, areas to explore. Look, I, I'm going to let my bitter fanboy come out for a second. This kind right. of stuff would never have flown if, like, Hinorobu Sakurashi was still in charge of the series. Okay. Put oh, Square Enix on the map. I yeah. 13-2. It's a Final Fantasy. You don't make a 2. Yeah. That makes it less than a Final Fantasy. You make it's it the 14. Final Fantasy that's slightly con- continued. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Fin- they didn't have Final Fantasy 7-2. Seriously, that's the only one that deserved a two. Oh, I know. And they it made it, and it was like the dirge of Cerberus, and I want to find out who made that game so I can beat them with this. Yeah, so you can punch them in their kidney. No, they, I, honestly, everybody says that all you need to do is take... Because I have Final Fantasy VII on my mm-hmm. PlayStation 3, and I just I can't play it because the technology is so outdated. It's not that the game's not good anymore. It's like the, the I have to use the D-pad to move around. If I didn't have to use yeah. the D-pad to move around, if I could use my thumbstick to move around, I'd still be playing that stupid thing. And all they have to do is take the same game and just reskin it with today's graphics. It would yeah, be just, awesome. Just remaster I mean, you could probably that's, do a little bit more to it to give it a little more oomph, but... That's yeah, all they have to do. If I they still, did that, they would make a fortune in resells. I'd they still, don't want a fortune. They want to fail as a company. I still, years later, I try to find materia and stick it in anything, like car keys... <laughs> Like my desk, <laughs> does it, it pens at work? I just strange glowing rocks on Mike's desk. Everything would be so much cooler with more materia. It would be. Isn't that? Isn't that the truth? <laughs> now back to the game. Limit breaks. Limit breaks would be fun. 
Your boss gives you like a bad deadline. You flip out and charge. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Oh, co- uh, copy and repeat. Okay, Brandon. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Now, part of this one, as you travel through, you can actually have monsters join your team. But as you go through, you can advance and level up your monsters. You can also have the monsters consume other monsters in your group to gain their abilities. Huh. So they've done a lot here to let you go through and manage the actual, you know, how your monsters are going to work, how they're different. They can change every time. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally brought back the casino area with Chocobo races and slot machines, all that good stuff. Oh, that sweet. They, really? That's cool. So the they fought saucer. Uh, close. Something like that, basically. Yeah. That's cool. I'm down with that. I'll give them so, props for that idea. Yep, so they brought back the casino where you can go and you can gamble and do your Chocobo stuff. Have fun with the Chocobo. You can actually have a Chocobo join your battle party. There you go. Nice. A la Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. So, like I said, the game comes out on the 31st. So it does look to be something that, for those Final Fantasy fanatics... All right, man, it's tell me fun. if it's good, because this is the first Final Fantasy I've debated about not buying. Like, I have every one since 7. The only one I don't have is the most recent MMO. I, I don't buy the MMOs. Those aren't Final Fantasies. Oh. oh. I'm, I'm calling yeah. it out right now. I'm saying it. They're not. Wow. They're dropping the hammer. Did Square feel that slap? They should. They should. Wow. Okay. All right. It wasn't with my hand that I slapped him. We'll just say it like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Brandon, have you? It comes out in two days. Do you have a pre-order down or anything, or, or are you going to get it? Or I'm going to pre-order it. Yes. Okay. Sweet. Let's see. The one that I'm looking forward to is King Arthur Two, and it was released two days ago. So we're going to go backwards in time. I, last year. Uh, right around this time, I got King Arthur 1. It was already probably about a year old at that time. I got King Arthur 1, and, and it's pretty cool because it's a mix of like the old text adventures. Uh, it's got a campaign map uh, where you move your army around and decide you know where you're going to fight and what you're going to fight. And then it's got an actual RTS. Once you engage in that fight, then you go to the, the RTS screen and you move your troops around and your heroes, uh, and you go and engage the other army, you can actually bring the, the camera all the way down to, like, you know, troop level. It's And it was a big, ambitious game. They had... It didn't have a lot of flaws in it. It was very complex, and if you made a mistake early on in the campaign, you might not catch it until about three hours later, and that spoiled some things. And now this is the sequel, so I don't know how the sequel is different than the first one. Uh, there's not a lot of information available like there's nothing on wikipedia for the second one they do have a king's uh, a, a king site a website it's um www.kingarthurii so to kingarthur2.com and they've got some information there but like i said the game just came out two days ago so it's probably available let's click the buy now button and see what they say uh it's available on steam amazon you know gamestop gamefly blah 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 all the same places it's 40 bucks which is, oh, they say it's 40 bucks American and 40 bucks European. Are, is the euro and the dollar like on par now? Not even close, so. Oh, so somebody's, be getting, in Europe. somebody's getting jacked. You're paying $80 for the same game. Sucks yeah. to be you, Jimmy. <laughs> so, Francoise. So you can go and you can get it now. The artwork in the in the first game was just phenomenal, and the whole setting of like everything that we have, like that's an RPG, and even the Lord of the Rings and all of that stuff, it all comes from the, the Arthurian legends. Right. Like every last stinking bit of it, and the concept art for this game is phenomenal. And I can tell you right now, I'm looking at some of the screenshots right now on um, www.kingarthurii.com/media, and the artwork is just as good, uh, if not better, than in the first one. And those load screens in the first one were phenomenal. I, if you if you could buy the game just for that, like hmm. that, like that's how good that artwork is. That's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. And it looks like they've gone more over the top with the, um, with the monsters. See, now I never did get into the um, 
the the she forest like in you know scotland mm-hmm. uh i never did get that far into it in the first game so that, that's probably a whole whole nother thing um mm-hmm. but i can tell you right now that the artwork and some of the units and stuff like that the tiles in game look the same but some of the the movie animations and stuff like that it looks like the same engine that's just been uh, updated but some of the characters and stuff like in game the individual little dude models or whatever they've been updated uh, and they're just more than what they were before i mean if they had a helm last time now they've got like a helm with plumes and and so the artwork and all of that stuff is really good in this game Wow, I'm looking at a screen right here. This, they've got kind of an Ark of Triumph thing going on and just like masses and masses of like dudes. That's just the, the biggest army I've ever seen. <laughs> it's insane. So I, I want to, I'm, I'm kind of like, I want to get on Steam now and I want to see. As if it, if it's 40 bucks, man, like, I just, I'm kind of like, yeah, just get it to see. Because at least that's not the 65 buy-in that you have for the console games. Right. Oh, wow, I just saw the, um, the splash screen for it that looks pretty awesome. They're right. That artwork is really cool. The artwork is it's nuts. So and, and it, because it's that Arthurian thing, it's like it's like going back to like you know the first time when you were like a little kid and you heard about like you know T H uh, White's like the Once and Future King or or the Excalibur movie or any of that. It brings you like back to that and then it's like oh wait but I, I get to be the King Arthur. Yeah. You know nice. and so. You get to fight, you get to manage, you know, you get to uh, do the individual little adventures, you get to do all of it in this one game. So I'm hoping that they, the King Arthur 1 was pretty pretty damn good, and I'm hoping that they just up the quality levels on this one, and this one will just, they'll knock it out of the park. They do that a lot sometimes with sequels, and I'm hoping that that's what happens with this one. Anyway, I'll shut up now. (laughs) I am looking forward to Mass Effect 3. And if you haven't, if you've played Mass Effect One and Two, and you're not looking forward to Mass Effect Three, then please stop smoking crack. Your family loves you. I've and still got to get... see you again. I've still got to get two for the PlayStation. I haven't done it. Oh, it's such. I a know. Good I'm game. a douche. It, it's so good. They're they're just such good games. I was a little bit scared earlier this morning because I just saw a new sc- uh, demo t- trailer for the um, multiplayer in the game. Mm-hmm. And it had a splash screen that's saying it was coming out September 3rd when it's uh-huh. supposed to be coming out March 9th. So I pooped a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It was oh. very scary for me. Have they changed <laughs> Have they changed not. the release date? I haven't heard anything about that. There'd be some very angry fanboys. Like, they got death threats when they were told, oh, yeah, we're not going to be able to make it by, like, the end of 2011. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they got death threats and everything, so I don't. I can imagine what would happen if they actually switched the date to September, especially this late in the development cycle. Well, Google's but, best guess is still March 6th. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, although that's when work's going to get crazy for me, so that kind of sucks. Yes, it does. So I'll, I'll just be like looking at it and be like, I still want to just touch you inappropriately right now, but mm-hmm. i got to get this done. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. All right, so March Sixth is what we're hoping. That's what we're hoping. I'll, I'll find out something more official okay. later. I'm sure we would have heard something on like the G4s and all the other gaming. Well, Mass Effect Two was supposed to be like really, really super good, right? Yeah, it was really good. I loved it. All right. Like all the problems that the few minor issues I had with the first one, they fixed in the second one. So I can't imagine what they're going to do now that they're pretty set. Okay. And the story's just awesome from what from in the series I'm loving it. Okay. Cool beans. Alright, well um we've only got like a few minutes left, uh, and I don't want to drag this out too much. So um let's see, the MMO and multiplayer news. Brandon, did you have anything for us at all there? No, nothing in multiplayer. I well, know I'm bad. You're you're, you're Anno twenty seventy, right? Oh yes, well that was multiplayer. Just no MMO. But okay, so uh, you're playing on the same map there? And you, yes, it's just so, like, a giant multiplayer map. Yeah, you can like I said, you can manage the different sizes. You can have small, medium, large, gigantic. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, eight to ten, I believe, players you can have on at the same time. Okay, I might have to get that and then see if I can't play with y'all. Sounds good. That would be. Yeah, I might have to try that out too. Sounds good. So, and then the, that one's selling for what, like forty bucks on Steam? Uh, so talk through. I'll go double check it right now. Okay. All right, Devin, did you have anything for the multiplayer news for us? Um, the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer looks awesome. I can't wait to do that. 
Um, one of the complaints some people had for the game was in order for the story to work the way it's supposed to work, your main character had to be human. Uh-huh. All these really awesome races that they built into the series, you never got a chance to play as as your main character. Uh-huh. And they basically switched that up in the multiplayer. You can play as anybody. And it actually affects the single player story. Because the whole concept is if you haven't, if you're not a big Mass Effect, like it's the end of the galaxy. These aliens are coming, and like the first game, you were the hero. Everything you kind of had an idea, everything was going to be okay. The second game, again, you still had this hope that things are supposed to work out. And the third one, they said, "Yeah, you have no hope. There's no plan. You are so sol. It's not even funny." Uh-huh. But the cool thing about it is the multiplayer is going to tie into the single player game. It's they're basically setting it up where you have certain spots that you have to control in this galaxy wide war. Mm -hmm. And if you control that spot, you're actually going to get resources and things in the main game. And I'm talking about if the gamer community as a whole controls this spot. Ooh. So the more people who play that map, the more people who actually help control it, the better off your resources are going to be. Whereas if you keep losing that spot, you will actually lose things in the game. Losing it, be, losing it to what? The um, the Reapers. They're the alien race who have decided. Their whole thing is. Are people playing the Reapers? No. So when you play the multiplayer, it's it's squad based, it's team based, and if it's wave after wave, kind of like have you played Gears of War? The um, the horde. horde? Uh, yeah. I've heard about it. From what I understand, it's going to be a lot like that. And it's a shooter, it's shooter horde mode kind of thing? Kind of. Basically that kind of idea. Okay. With more RPG powers, so it's going to be really cool. All right. Well, then we'll have to wait till March to see what's going on with that. Hopefully. All it right, better the, be March. <laughs> and the price for Anno is still forty nine ninety nine. Fifty bucks. Okay. Yes. That's still not bad. No. For a game it, with that kind of depth. PC, yeah. PC games have been holding. Yeah, at fifty bucks for some reason. Whereas like, like Xbox and PlayStation, they think they can just jack, jack everybody for sixty-five bucks. Like, and that's uh, you know that, and that's one of the reasons why we have the site and we have the podcast is because I don't want to run out and pay sixty-five bucks and get a hold of some doo doo. Exactly, like, I'd be I, very it, angry. You know, so. I think we'd all be very angry. Yeah. Well, that that's that's fifteen dollars more, fifteen dollars worth of more angry, of being more angry. <laughs> Than if you get a bad PC game or like King Arthur, like those guys that do like Neocore or whatever that do King Arthur, they're like, yeah, whatever, man, like forty bucks here. Yeah, you know, because they know that they're going to do DLC later on. Right, exactly, and, and, and you the, know you're going to make your money off the DLC if the game's solid to begin with. So why aren't they doing that more often? Right, right, and the only thing the DLC does is like it gives you like uh, more units and some different quest lines or whatever. I mean, it doesn't like radically change the game or anything like that. It just or, gives you more options. Yeah, or like the League of Legend model. I yeah. think they have, like, the best model ever. It's like, hey, it's free to play, but if you want this cool skin to make your more... I, I keep wanting to... I need to stop. More yeah. awesome than everybody else's. Right, right. You gotta give us five bucks. Yeah, there you go. That's Yeah, that kind of thing. It's a brilliant model, so I don't know why more series aren't playing that. I mean, you could probably drop Mass Effect 3 for thirty nine ninety nine, and then just keep pumping out DLC well, for... Here's the thing, like for for the original Dragon Age, like I bought Dragon Age, so that was like sixty five bucks, mm-hmm. and then I got like all the DLC, just about except for the one where you, where you played as the the Shadow Spawn. Mm-hmm. So I got all of the DLC, and then I got the other thing that came out. So I spent like probably a hundred eighty dollars. Yeah. For all of that stuff, and Dragon Age one was good. Now Dragon Age two, I got Dragon Age two because Dragon Age one was good. Dragon Age two was kind of like, eh. and I yeah. didn't get any DLC. I didn't get anything for it. Nothing. I didn't even finish the game. It was just like whatever. Right. So anyway, all right. Um, my MMO news: Star Wars: The Old Republic. We're still playing. Um, we've still got a small guild. We average, you know, three, four, five, six, seven people on at a time. Seven's kind of pushing it, but we do get there sometimes. We're playing Sith side. Uh, I have uh, a Sith Inquisitor, so my guy's like Emperor um, a Pulpy Spleen. I shoot. Everyone's fl- pal Palpatine. That's that's right. I shoot Force Lightning at people, and I'm a healer, so I heal people too, which is really kind of just weird. Like, 
Yes, a Sith healer is just kind of, yeah. You can't have an MMO without it. What would be funnier is that, like, if you sucked the life out of somebody and gave it to somebody else, that would be funnier. (laughs) I don't know why they didn't think of that. Because there'd be that one jerk who would be like, oh, our tank is dying, you better heal him, and he'd take the life from the tank. Yeah, well, Just to kill him a little bit faster. There you go. So, I've got my Sith Inquisitor, and then uh, the wife plays... um, a dual lightsaber-wielding Sith Marauder who just goes in and beats stuff up. She's not a tank, she's a DPS, so she's got a lightsaber in each hand, and she goes and, and beats on stuff. You, you start off on Korriban, where the Sith Academy is, and then you graduate to Drummond Kass, which is the seat of the Sith Empire. From Drummond Kass, you go to Balmora, a planet called Balmora, and then from Balmora to Narshada, and then from Narshada to Tatooine, and then after that to Alderaan. Um, I'm on Tatooine right now in like the the latter stages of Tatooine. And dude, if they ever made a Dune MMO, it would look like Tatooine. They did a really good job. That's awesome. Like, the the graphics for, for Tatooine, the desert and everything, compared to, to um, what was that zone in WoW? There was a few of them, but the one all the way down at the bottom on the Horde continent, Tanaris, I think was it was called, the desert is so much better. <laughs> like, hmm. It's just amazing, like, how good everything looks. And, I mean, that's, you know, WoW's an old engine, but, I mean, it just, the desert looks really good. But, so, on these planets now, you go through and you do the regular quest line, and Balmora, it kind of drags on. So, I mean, that might be, like, the new Barrens. You know, that might that might equate to the, the zone in, in WoW, the Barrens, uh, back in the day. It, it drags on, it kind of drags on. And then when you get to the end of, like, these planets now, and I'm finding this on every planet that I go to, there's a bonus series. And apparently you have to do the bonus series to get something at the end of the game. I don't know if it's an extra companion or, or what it is, but so we've been doing all of the bonus series. So you you finish this planet that has two or three zones in it, you finish that, and then you go to leave, and somebody stops you at the spaceport, and they go, report to Colonel So-and-so, we've got, we're having extra problems with this, and you need to go help. And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> and so then you there's have to go. There's a whole new planet I want to kill. You have to go all the way back out there. And then there's this whole nother bonus series of stuff. And it, so it, that kind of drags on. The the rewards for a lot of your the more difficult group quests or for your cl- more difficult class quests or stuff like that are orange items that uh, have moddable slots in them. So you actually get to play Barbie in this game. Like, before in, in World of Warcraft, like, you had to go and you had to kill this one monster over and over and over and over again with, like, your raid team or your dungeon team or whatever to get this one piece to drop and then for it to be your turn to get it. Um, and then you could be cool because you had this cool-looking piece of armor. In Star Wars, you can pick up orange items, like, all over the place. Nice. And each one has a different look. As a matter of fact, on Tatooine, I picked up one that was um, kind of skin tight but red, and it had like weird kind of hoses, you know, so it looked kind of life supporty. You know, I picked up that chest piece and it had one that was red, and then I got another one as a quest reward that was um, that was like gray and black. So it was the same piece, but it was different, and both of them were moddable. So depending on how I wanted to go with it, I could just take the mods out of one and put them in another and put my best stats in there and leave the other one empty, leave it in my bank. And if I want to change the way I look, I can go back and do that. So you really can play Barbie in this game. And it's not like in, in Latro where like, oh, I can have a suit of clothes that I wear when I'm in town and it makes me look different than when I'm in combat. Like this is like, nope, this is, you want to wear this? You want to wear a simple black robe and still be like, a, you know, a flaming badass? Like go ahead and put on the simple black robe and then mod the living crap out of it. Nice. And people like literally can just mistake you like, oh, you don't have cool armor. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Like, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, you pick on the wrong dude, and, like, it doesn't matter what he looks like. He could just stomp you into the ground if you're doing PvP. <laughs> Another big thing is, at, I haven't gotten there yet, but I know I'm close. I know I'm at the right level. I'm just not at the right place in my story because I do a lot of the space flying missions. So I get a lot of extra XP and money from that. So I know I'm, like, over level for where I need to be. But at the end of Act 1, somewhere, if you don't do extra stuff, somewhere around level 32 you're supposed to finish Act 1 if, if you don't do all the extra stuff. And then at the end of Act 1, apparently you get a last name, and then you unlock some of the legacy stuff. And mm. what that means is that every character that you have, Republic side, Sith side, doesn't matter, you can all share that last name, 
uh, so that nice. people can better identify you. And if you don't want that last name on one of your characters, you can turn it into a title. So, like, say if, you know, um, I'm Mike Bartok and I have a character named, you know, Doofus. And I want to use Bartok as my last name, so I have Doofus Bartok. And then that I can use that Bartok last name on everybody. And if I don't want to use it, then I could have it just say the the Bartok Legacy. Hmm. So that's I could cool. I could still be Doofus the you know from the Bartok Legacy or whatever. And so that's in there. And then every character that you play, every character that you have, I think on that server, contributes towards your legacy levels. So there was always a problem in MMOs of you know okay I have one capped tune. And now I've got to do it all over again with the second one. So then WoW started coming up with this bind-on-account stuff so that you could have stuff that was bound to your account so that you could buy it with one character and mail it to another one of your characters. So Star Wars has taken this a step further that any time you play any character, once you've established your legacy, they all contribute to your legacy levels and the extra perks and stuff that you get there. So it doesn't matter what level they are. It doesn't matter where they are. They all contribute. Hmm. And then the last thing I want to talk about before we go is the Sith Inquisitor somewhere between, I don't know, like maybe around 25 or maybe a little bit afterwards, he gets this kick. Now, this is Emperor Pulpy Spleen, right? He just right. stands there and shoots lightning at you. Well, right. the, the Sith Inquisitor has a couple of stuns, and he's got this kick so that when somebody's stunned, he can kick them. And it's not just walk up and kick somebody in the nads. It's not walk up and kick somebody in the knee. This is like walk up and he jumps in the air and he hits you with his right foot, and then his left foot is trailing behind, and he hits you with that, like a windmill kind of thing, and then he lands, and then he keeps fighting, and it's like, oh, I like to stun like low-level mobs. I stun them, and then I kick them and kill them instantly. It's so much fun. I can see that, although the nad kick would be really funny. It's Well, the Jedi and the, 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 Jedi and the Sith warriors, they get this leap. You know, the Jedi Knights and the Sith Warriors, they get this leap. They can leap halfway across the screen. And the Sith Inquisitor didn't have anything nearly that cool. And then we get this kick. <laughs> and that kind of helps. That nice. kind of helps even the playing field. Stun a guy, just kick the living crap out of him. It's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, that's where we're at in Star Wars. I think most of our dudes are, you know, uh, either low 30s or high 30s. Like somewhere right around in that 30 range. We've got some that um, are are pushing hard towards 40. Um, so the next time we do a podcast, hopefully we'll have some guys that have capped and we'll let you know what that looks like. Yeah, when you guys cap, I think that's when I'll start playing. That way it's like, I might be weak, but my crew road's deep. There you go. <laughs> and that's what some people do. Well, I've got about two weeks and I'll be able to join. Oh, cool. Then that'll be great. We'll be glad to have you. We'll be glad to get I you. I think I'll there. try it out after Mass Effect 3. Once I finish that up, All right. Because, yeah, it's going to take me a while to finish this guy out. That's going to be at least a month. Sounds really good. All right, well, yeah. we're at an hour and five. Not bad for us. That's I know. We can't con- we can't control ourselves. You cannot keep all of this video game gamery contained within 60 minutes. It's impossible. So, does anybody have anything else before we go? That's it for now. That's all for me. All right, well, then, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please contact us Contact us at the h2mmo.blog at gmail.com email address, um, or feel free to leave a comment on any of our blog posts. I have not been writing very much, and none of you guys write because you're jerks. Yeah, yeah, I'll get into it. So busy. Yeah, I got you. We've just been doing mostly the podcast stuff. Now, there are a couple of pages on the site. There's the place we'll tour with the h2mmo.com staff. Um, and that's got the server that we're on, and uh, it's got a, a link to our Google Plus page, and it's got some of who we are. Uh, we have Gilded on the Republic side, so we are we have cookies on the Sith side. You know, come join the dark side. We have cookies. We have a Google Plus page for that, and then on the Republic side, we are the Alderaan Doomsday Cult, because let's face it, 3,800 years is not enough to plan for total planetary annihilation. <laughs> we need more time. So. <laughs> We've got that page, and then we've also got a um, SWOTOR Datacron locations, also known as the Holocron locations. We've got that. Um, it's got some of the stuff in there. Now, these are the ones that we've personally found. Some of them have pictures. Some of the pictures are better than others. But we've got uh, all this information 
there. And now this isn't stuff that we've called off of other sites or whatever. These are ones that we've actually gone to. So we know they're there and we know how to get to them. Um, and we can tell other people how to get to them. And we just want to share that on the site. Um, there are no ads on our site. So we, we're not trying to make money that way. Like we don't get slammed with four bazillion hits every day. So we can afford to do that. So there's no annoying ads nagging at you. We're not asking you to buy anything because we've got nothing to sell. We just want everybody to have fun while they're playing. So got that there. Let me get off my soapbox. <laughs> we want to thank the Blind Monkeys for supplying the music that you hear at the beginning and the end of this podcast. Um, you can find out more about the Blind Monkeys at www.blindmonkeys.com. Uh, monkeys is spelled M-O-N-K-E-E-Z. If you're in the St. Petersburg area, check out their website and see when they're playing and go see them and say hi. That's it. I got nothing else. That's it. Um, oh, visit thechubbygamer.com. We want to thank Capella again for stopping by chubbygamer.com that's the url www.chubbygamer.com and she has her events and tournaments listing and news uh, on her site and she is at a tournament right now where they're doing the fighting the soul caliber four i don't know what else she's doing that's i can go look at the page if i want to do i really want to i'll click on it it's just a click away <laughs> U oh oh UMVC so that's um the Marvel Universe Ultimate, yeah Marvel vs Capcom yeah. yeah Ultimate Marvel vs Capcom and then okay so they've got this thing on Saturday nights that they're trying to do um at what's what's what was the name of that place uh, Sword Thumbs Sword Thumbs where they're doing Starcraft two and League of Legends so since I suck at both of those probably won't you're not that bad at Starcraft oh whatever I'd probably be better if I played more but I can't I can't be too. I got to play Star Wars. Yep. I got to go shoot people with lightning. Anyway, all right, so that's it. I'm done. I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else? I'm good, nope. man. It's time to go join the true dark side. That's right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next month. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Walking down on Friday night All the ladies look so bright Me and the boys look for fire I just want to come aside. It's hot, late, not feeling weak. I need one with me extreme. We're out, out, I'm feeling strong. But it's dream, mind, it won't take long. We're talking dirty. All this blowing on air. We're talking dirty. The words she likes to hear. Just hear the full sale Play my card, taste is high She likes game, give it a try It's hot, late, not feeling weak And I got that one with me each dream We're out, out, I'm feeling strong And I journey mine, can't take long We're talking dirty All whispering on air Talking dirty, all the words she likes to hear.